Hello and welcome to Cruise and 4 A Reviews In, the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I'm your host, Cara Westworth, and today I am rejoined by Britt. Hello, we're back, baby. We're back, baby. We have fallouten some more. Uh, if you've missed last week's episode, we are continuing talking about Mission Impossible Fallout, the Mission Impossible movie that made me fall in love with Tom Cruise. Objectively, best Fallout so far. Mission- Objectively. Like, I don't think anyone can argue that it's not the best. <laughs> like, 4 has some incredible stunts, and a lot of them have really incredible stunts, but yeah, this everything in this movie is just really good. So where we left off, uh, we had a little thing with Solomon Lane and Ilsa Fett. And we sort of work out where everyone is in uh, what they're up to kind of thing. Elsa, her job is to kill Solomon Lane and she will go through Ethan Hunt as she has to. And Solomon Lane is basically being all like cocky, hates Ethan and yeah, is now in Ethan's hands. So we left off where they just had gone to London. So we shall continue there. So so there's a little, I said in the last one, there was a little dream sequence with Julia and Solomon Lane. Ethan wakes up in the back of the van in there in London and he gets a phone call from the White Widow saying, are you in London? London. Okay, we're going to meet you for the exchange at this time. So they go to like an underground kind of basement thing. With Salazar. They're obviously going to get everything ready for the swap of Lane, which they are going to make Benji wear a mask and for the plutonium because they obviously don't want Lane free. At one point he mentions Ilsa is trying to kill them and he's like, Ilsa's going to kill me. And he's like, no, she won't. <laughs> we can't anything there? Yeah, so as they're going in there, they're actually confronted by Hunley, the boss of the IMF, who is like, sees them all walk in with Solomon Lane, is like, oh my god, are you kidding me? Uh, he's basically there to stop it all because the CIA have intelligence that they believe that Ethan Hunt may actually be John Locke. And if Hunley takes Ethan in and shuts down the mission, the IMF won't be disbanded, I guess. Because the IMF doesn't actually get disbanded in this movie, which I think is different from every single other movie. Yeah, they actually have job security this year. Yeah. <laughs> They're not just immediately disavowed and have to scrap like pieces of paper together to create, you know, a bomb or whatever. <laughs> Ethan is trying to, you know, reason his way out of this. And he's like, how could they think that it's me? And where the CIA get this information? They keep cutting to Walker, who's kind of got like this really serious expression so you know furthering that hang on a minute is this guy the bad guy while this is happening they've like put lane in a second room and tied him up and tranquilized him yes they put the little gun on the table oh they did too yes oh foreshadowing they like that in these movies Hunley tells them when they explain what their plan was Hunley's like well there's no point taking Benji as Lane to the White Widow because it was all the trap set by the CIA so the White Widow is actually working with the CIA and her thing is she was going to hand them Lane and Ilsa Faust at free that's why the White Widow was asking about Ilsa Faust yeah so it would have been a big trap and the CIA would have had had them no matter what so Hunley's there to shut it all down uh ethan is like trying to explain to him like this is how it's going this is what i know lane this is what he wants it doesn't work at one point Hunley turns around to luther and it's like stickle please tell your friend we need to do this and like ethan just zaps him in the neck with the, the needle thing that knocks him out mm-hmm. which is probably not a good thing to do to your boss but anyway uh he's just quickly like okay we're gonna do this lane are you in like this is how we're gonna get the plutonium are you in and lane's like no worries bro i'm gonna do it oh thing we missed i just actually reading my notes instead of just going off the top of my head he's like well what if we don't want to do what you say Hunley and Hunley's like then what the fuck do you think Walker's here for he's a trained assassin he will kill you and and Walker's just like just part of the job no offense Walker's like I'd get assassinated by Henry Cavill (laughs) like oh no please don't (laughs) god he's so hot in this movie I can't even assassinated by Tom Cruise or Henry Cavill who would it be 
I thought that depends on the method, I guess. <laughs> like if it's a close a close range kind of uh, assassination, then. <laughs> So I get to touch them is what I mean. Oh, oh right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Probably Tom Cruise just because, you know, I'd like to the last thing I see to be him, I guess. Oh, that's sweet. But this, this is where the twist unraveled for me because when he's like, where did Sloan get that information from? And then it like slow pans on Walker. That's when I was like, oh, he's not. A good. Yeah. And then it was like the phone wasn't a continuity error. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, ah, they actually know what they're doing. (laughs) So yeah, they knock out Hunley and they set up. So Benji, they're making a mask of Solomon Lane so Benji can wear. And like Benji's sitting down opposite next to, or sorry, back to back with Solomon Lane wearing the exact same outfit. And he's putting like the voice thing on. He's like, I have a really bad feeling about this. (laughs) And which is so, I love, I kind of love they do that because they always like without the mask talk and they're using the other person's voice because they've got the weird voice thing on their necks, which if you hadn't seen, number three where they show that really distinctly you would be like how does that thing what the fuck is that thing in their throat because yeah anyway it's just that the accent comes through as well like it's not even like distort the voice it's like no he has to learn a full accent too but it must it just changes doesn't it it just changes your voice box i don't know Amazing. very clever technology very clever technology but then how does it come out of your mouth anyway i don't know it's uh <laughs> don't think about it no technology <laughs> exactly they're basically getting walker to stay behind and to watch lane while they take fake lane aka Benji in the mask away to the White Widow to try and get this which I'd also this is another little thing if they know it's a big setup they're not going to get the plutonium are they? Where are they going? I don't know. Anyway don't think about it too much Kara okay this is the first time I've thought about that as, they, as soon as they leave old mate Walker stalks straight into Lane's room wakes him up and is like starts yelling at him about the plan and quickly identifies himself as John Lark like that's this if you had any so doubts up to that point I jumped he, he drops an bomb <laughs> and I was like how because he's like, we're, we're going to go, we're going to go. And Lane's like, no, I have unfinished business with Ethan. And he just goes, why do you have to make this so fucking difficult? Oh. So they allowed once, one swear word for that rating. So that was the swear word they use. And oh, it was, really? It was, yeah. They can only use one F word. So they can use, so they say shit and prick and stuff in it, but one F bomb. And that was where they chose to use it. I feel like it's the first, yeah, no, it's the first F bomb you've heard. I th- think it is yeah it but also does. he is making well, like lane is making it difficult he's like this isn't about anarchy this is about revenge and he's like yep i'm gonna fucking get that ethan hunt i hate him walker's throwing a tantrum and saying you know lane starts quoting the, his manifesto he's like when i wrote that manifesto i wasn't thinking about you and fucking ethan hunt and then he like throws a tantrum at one point and is like sloan was right and imf is nothing but halloween men in masks and then he realizes because uh, he like looks at the mask maker and looks back and then which is superb bit of acting from Sean Harris <laughs> where he realizes that Walker has kind of picked up on him and he goes daddy eyes and he goes <clears throat> what and then it's so Simon Pegg even though it's not Simon Pegg it was very cute very well done and so he just goes up and rips the mask off and Benji's like sorry mate no hard feelings just the job yeah they've basically caught him out that he is John Lark he tries to deny it oh and Hunley comes in with a gun yeah. and it's like Turns around, Huntley's there, not tranked with a gun. It all happens in like two seconds. It was just like the mask, the trank, the gun. <laughs> Which is what I'm guessing at some point they all figured out that maybe it was Walker and they had to prove it somehow. Yeah. And that's why they're like, we're going to the meeting. We'll leave you here. And it was just their plan to have him out himself. But then why didn't Walker go, hang on, if it's a setup from with the White Widow, why are they going? Anyway, maybe I just imagine that, that they, they would like walk out, do their thing, wait 10 minutes. If you didn't do anything fucking stupid in 10 minutes, they would have just come back and be like, whoops, we took the wrong lane and then go back out. <laughs> 
so good. I want to see that movie. <laughs> All right, let's come back. So they just come back and go, oh, she she stood us up. She wasn't there. Oh, geez, how awkward. And then... <laughs> but then, so then they come back out and like Luther and Lane and... Ethan are all like perfectly choreographed into this little triangle to be like ready to face him when he like comes out. Yeah. Can they like plan that? Like, no, 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 I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. You go. Yeah. <laughs> they got little tape yeah. crosses on the thing where they have to stand. Little squares on the floor. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it'd be so much cool if you stand here. Uh, so when they, like, they're, I like the bit where they're all kind of, like, gloating about how well they did. They're like, Hunley, you did a really good job. And Benji's like, how did I do? And then they all just, like, stand there, like, all smug, like, we just pulled that off real well, <laughs> which I really liked. And then Luther's like, oops, bad boy. <laughs> God, I love Luther so much. <laughs> Walker is, like, insisting, I was just playing a part just to get the plutonium. And they're like, well, where did Sloane get that dossier? And he's like, I have no idea. And then, of course, Sloane is on a speakerphone somewhere and she's like, I do. I don't like being used, dickhead. It's a bit of like a mean girl's prank, like having someone else on the line the whole time, like in your secret conversation. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Sloan's like, oh no, you didn't. Who told, who, who told you this secret? I don't know. I know the, <laughs> the fourth person in the Mean Girls group. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, well, what are we going to do? And she's like, I'm taking you all in. She doesn't trust anyone. She just like, I've got my guys there. You're all getting taken in. Hunley's furious. Like, that wasn't part of the deal. But Ethan's like, no, 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 it's fine. We can do it. All the bad people in this scenario are in the room with us. We've got them. It's fine. Let's just do what she says. And then Walker's like, have you? Have you got us? Lights go out. He's obviously got plans and the CIA gun dudes. Big shootout. Meanwhile, at some point, Elsa has snuck in and is watching it all from a distance and so she's like picking off bad guys as they're all in a big fight. Um, there's a bit of a confrontation between... Oh, so Walker sees Ethan, back of Ethan, and he's like, easy shot. He goes to shoot him, but then Hunley comes in and wrestles with him and Hunley gets stabbed to death by Walker, which is... Yeah, he just just transferred to the IMF and is like, and now you're dead. Yeah, which is... But it was very brave of him. Like, I don't imagine he has ever been in the field before, which is why they'll probably congratulate him so much earlier. Meanwhile, what's his name? Walker has just strolled out and he's like, all right, laters, walks out of there, you know, calls up about, he's apparently got a pre-arranged rendezvous point. Which he was meant to... to tag him though on his way out. Yeah, so Ethan's like talking to Hunley saying, I'm so sorry, as he's dying. And like, Ethan, you've got to go. Walker's gone. We've tagged him, but uh, you need to go after him and stop him. So they put a thing in Ethan's neck and Ethan runs. bounces out of there and runs. And runs and I think runs. apparently Apparently this scene, this running scene goes just a fraction longer than the third one. So they obviously were trying to beat the third movie's uh, record for running. So he, he runs out, they go into, they run into St. Paul's Cathedral <laughs> at one point and there's a fucking funeral on. <laughs> this is one of the scenes where we as an audience know more than the character, which is rare in this whole franchise. Normally the characters know yeah. much more than us, but you're sitting there and you're like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> no Ethan, no. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like goons running from all different directions <laughs> and he's like i'm so sorry everyone I'm like bolts out sorry <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. He runs up, he runs up a tower and like and meanwhile Benji is watching them all and is like, why is he running in circles? Because goofy old Benji isn't watching the isn't looking at the map properly. And like they runs out because he runs up this tower up to the top of the cathedral, he then is now on the rooftops and is running for his life, listening to Benji's things like, Okay, cross the street now, because Benji thinks he's running on the road. He's like, cross the street now, so it's like a shot of Ethan doing this big leap, building to building over a street. And the music in this scene is so good. On the DVD they have a big breakdown of how they did the music. 
think it's real cool. And like intercut with Walker just casually just walking through London to the rendezvous point. Yeah, Ethan's running over rooftops. There's a very good bit where he runs through an office and everyone's just sort of standing there and he's like yelling, where do I go now? Where do I go now? It's like, to right. And Benji's like, oh, oops, I had screen lock on, go left. And he has to like smash through a window. He's like, what are you taking so long? He's like, I'm jumping out of a window. And he's like, a window? And he's like, oh, sorry, I only had it on 2D. Oops. Good luck. <laughs> And but this is the most important bit of this entire scene, apart from all the excellent running, is the fact that during one of the jumps where Tom Cruise jumps between two buildings over a road in real life, it's set up so he can't quite make the jump, but he just grabs onto the edge ledge and pulls himself off and keeps running. Except in real life, when Tom Cruise did it, he broke his foot really badly Oof. and shut down production for six weeks, and they kept that shot in the movie. Oh, you gotta use it. If you got it, you gotta use yeah, it. Yeah, but that that asshole like broke his foot. He knew when he hit that he broke it. Like you see the video and his foot just turns like unnaturally too far back and he knows he's broken it but he just gets a clump, pulls himself off, off the ledge and just runs past the camera so they keep the shot. King Got to shot. the shot, yeah. That's- <laughs> I have broken my foot and yeah, I was down. Down and gone. <laughs> <laughs> the work ethic on that man is ridiculous. So yeah, they um yeah had to shut down production for six weeks for him to heal, which six weeks doesn't seem like it mustn't have been a very bad break. Like it may be more of like a bad sprain, yeah, kind of thing. I don't know. Or maybe it's because it's Tom Cruise. He heals super fast. He's made of metal. Wolverine. He's basically Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he keeps chasing. He has to run across the big one of the big bridges over the Thames River. Yeah, the run like over the roof is just like fuck. He's got a good sprint on him. He's so good. This man is like in his mid to late fifties. Just the form on that run is yeah. out of control. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Just fucking sprint, and he's been sprinting for miles. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, he gets to and like as he's running along, Benji's like, "You almost got him. You almost got him." Like really excited. Like he's playing a video game. It's very cute. And where are they? They're at the what's the big museum? The big modern art gallery which I didn't get to go to in London because I was too hungover that day which was a a bit of a shame (laughs) but Ben was like we walked around there and I'm like fuck why did I drink so much I missed out on recreating that like me trying to run doing that bit anyway uh (laughs) (laughs) just break my foot again he said this time I die because I'm not fucking Ethan Hunt Walker walks into goes into a building and just as the door is closing Ethan closes in on him Walker gets into a special lift that's going up and Ethan just jumps up and grabs the bottom of a lift which is like just or mesh like it's not like old school cagey ones yeah yeah Ethan looks up and he's like what because Walker's just standing there an excellent shot upshot of uh everything that Henry Cavill has to offer He just stands there, his hands are hip, looking down. It's very nice. Ethan's like startled and he's like, pulls his gun out to shoot Ethan, but he can't because Lane's still... Oh, and that like flinch of like, oh, this is it. Yeah, because he's like, he looks around because like, I, I can't do anything. I fall down. I, I break my legs for real this time, but he can't do it. So he's like, okay, well, you can't follow me, Hunt. And if you do, if I see you again, I'm going to kill this. And it shows a photo of Julia. So he's like, I'm her guardian angel. If I see you again, I kill her. So just back the fuck off. Uh, he gets out, gets in a, in a helicopter that has Lane in it just as Ethan gets out and sees him flying off and they're just watching him and Ethan's like oh boy I've... he's just so defeated standing on that roof yeah imagine running forever like for literally ever yeah, was... and then just missing out Jesus Christ actually the only thing that I didn't really understand I don't know if you picked up on it who had the plutonium all along like where they get the plutonium but like they've got some some point so Lane's in the helicopter has gotten out somehow he must have had access been able to get the I mean I think the idea of the apostles being really 
vague and the idea like if they if they like do like the apostles is like what, maybe 12 of them like just vague people around the world that could be helping them i think that kind of feels yeah i guess so like they just have henchmen looking after him i think that's yeah not to be considered as deeply as but this is a, this time watching it i was like hang on where did the plutonium come from and where did where was solomon lane during all this with this walking around like anyway don't know didn't mention that in the six hour podcast did they now we have so i don't know if this is kind of meanwhile uh luther elsa and benji are talking about the plutonium and the bombs that are going to be made they also have the blueprints for the bombs but they're very well made bombs so they there's no real way to disarm them to fuse them so they're trying to work that out basically they worked out once they're armed there's no way they can't be disarmed basically can't be stopped but they're gonna have to do something i guess i think they they have to get the detonator i guess is their goal at this point luther also having like a big dnm here like luther must be such a good therapist like he you know i was like oh he'd be a really good dad He's like the sage, like he's gone to that point where he's old enough and wise enough. He's like the sage old. Yeah. Old dude is like dishing out advice because he like kind of just like gives Benji this look and like darts his eyes and Benji's like, and just leaves quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and Ilsa's there and he's like, he's he's wrong. the backstory and he, of the wife. Imagine. Yeah. And he's kind of like, so Ethan's only cared about two women in his life, which by saying that has basically said that Mission Impossible 2 is no longer canon. Fuck it off. Because Tandy Newton doesn't count because that, that never happened. That was a fucking fever dream. <laughs> That's how I perceive that. <laughs> Which is funny because Luther was a big part of that one. Like he knew. Yeah, exactly. Oh, a bit rough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it wasn't even that Luthery. Like he's like wearing this expensive suit and like stands in like kangaroo poo and he's like, my Labouton shoes or whatever. Like, ugh, it was so bad. Was, none of them were good. Except for that one Aussie helicopter driver. He was a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So he actually explains to Elsa about the wife situation and he's basically like, you know, she got taken. That's why they're not together anymore. She's, and he's like, oh, she's a ghost and real good at it too. She just sings up a ping now and then. I taught her myself. Kind of thing, kind of insinuating that Luther had a good friendship with her as well, yeah. which is quite sweet. And he basically says like, if you come along with this mission, that is just one extra thing that's going to stress Ethan out. Can you please stay? And then uh, Ethan kind of strolls in at this point. It's like, hey guys, what's wrong? And Elsa's like, hello, Ethan, I'm coming. Like just disregards everything. <laughs> Luther has said he's like that's that's really nice but I'm not just gonna sit here and do nothing so like Ethan's little face is like yeah I know I know you're coming like real sad yeah they talk about how they actually have a tracking device in Lane's neck so when they took that other one out they actually put their own one in and had like a delayed activation time so that they should actually show their the actual switcheroo I'm like excellent so they, they actually know so they look up and they're obviously on an airplane flying over towards they work out that they're going to Kashmir so that's where they end up going and obviously they don't show them travelling although in this one there are a lot of cut scenes where they actually showed them going to the border into Kashmir and when they get there there's like just dead bodies everywhere like Lane and Walker went through and just killed everyone and like it's yeah. really yeah really intense like it's in there's like a scene where Ethan's like going into this dark door and sees all these bodies and it's in the trailer but they just never actually put it in the movie but the director said, like, yeah, we had all that and it looked really good because it was all really misty and really spooky looking, except no one cares about how IMF travel. Like, no one gives a shit about how they get through border security and stuff. So that's why they cut it out. Yeah. And also the movie was getting quite long at this point. So, yeah, now they're in uh, Kashmir. They are in their vehicle and they're, Benji's madly trying to work out how the fuck do I disarm this bomb? They're all uh, talking about and they're, like, heading towards this camp, which is where the smallpox thing that they mentioned at the very, very start of the movie is and they're like why are they going why are they doing it there because that oh the tracker turns off at some point they're like oh that's where it stopped pinging uh he's obviously found it that's where he's leading us to 
Yeah. Yeah. So Ilsa actually works out that where that valley is in Kashmir, if the bombs go off there, it's basically going to starve one third of the world's population because like it's China, India, and Pakistan all center there and it's where all the water comes from, like a big glacier sort of thing. So that's why they're targeting that area. They don't know why the smallpox thing was there. Because they worked out, oh, okay, they've um they did a smallpox thing, but why? Why do they do that? Don't worry, we'll find out in a moment. Benji, meanwhile, figures that a way to defuse the bombs. Basically, the countdowns must start. They have to cut the wires, but before they can cut the last wire, the detonator has to have the key removed. So, very risky. If, um, it's all on the whim of whether or not they can get the detonator in time to cut the wires. Meanwhile, Lane, you see Lane putting the plutonium into the bombs and he's like, alright, so they're all ready to go. I'm going to have 15 minutes head start. And they look at him and he's like, nah, I'm not going. This is the end of the line for me. Because he wants to see Ethan get blown up or have his plan failed, basically. It's like, this is basically the biggest thing in my life after this I have nothing to look forward to <laughs> it's the ultimate Joker Batman like final showdown kind of situation so they start go looking for bombs they're like gonna run to this campsite try and find these bombs and as Ethan's running into a, one of the campsites uh he's his name called and he turns around and uh-oh it's Julia why is she his ex-wife what and as they so she's remarried and her husband comes up and he's like oh who's this and she's like oh this is he's like oh my name's rob i used to work with her at the hospital i heard you needed help and he's like oh no everyone's inoculated you kind of didn't need to be here and it's kind of so the director said he set it up that he wanted the audience this guy knew that julia has a big hole in her past that he doesn't know about but he he trusts her and that ethan turning up is the hole like he's and he's kind of like yeah okay okay, why has her past come back and what's he what does he want with my wife kind of thing as they're talking they're like oh what are you you're so far away from everything what are you doing here and they're like yeah the smallpox broke out and a guardian angel like set up the funds to come here and his guardian angel just called out of the blue and then as ethan's like "Uh uh-oh no even julia's kind of like oh fuck we've been brought here as revenge for ethan hunt so suddenly realizes like her whole career has been like puppeteered by the syndicate which is a pretty feeling yeah especially like I left him, I left the person I love so this wouldn't happen and it fucking keeps happening. Also, her new partner, I was like, why is he so creepy? Why do I have such a weird feeling to him? And then I was like, oh, he's the boyfriend from American Beauty. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. <laughs> oh, he is a creepy man. <laughs> They kind of realize, like, everyone's kind of like, oh, fuck. And they kind of work out a plan. It's like, oh, why don't you catch up? And, like, the husband's like, well, we'll pack and then we'll take you back to the, the main town and we you guys can catch up on the way. They part ways and just as uh, she's like, oh, it was lovely to see you, he hugs her and is like, I'm so fucking sorry, Julia. Like, I, you're going to die. And she's like, ah, oh, good. Uh, this again. people in this film. He's very sorry, man. I know. He's just sorry for everything. He's like, I'm so sorry. Everything I do sorry. sucks. <laughs> So they met while this is all happening and like Ilsa's like, oh no, that's not the wife, is it? And they're all just sort of standing there and Ilsa's like freaking out because she's like, this is my the dude I like and this is his wife and oh, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> Meanwhile, Luther spots the first bomb and they get it down and Luther's left to trying to start defusing it while they search for the second one and Luther's like, don't worry about Luther, he'll be fine by himself. <laughs> <laughs> insinuating that he's not going to be fine so he's trying to work out how to disarm it Benji and Ilsa and Ethan are running around and their little devices trying to find the electric yeah like trying to in a place full of track, charges yeah full of 
full of fucking x-ray machines. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> As they're looking around, Luther sees that the detonator has been activated. So the bomb is now armed and it's now counting down from 15 minutes. And they're like, oh, that means they're probably here somewhere because the signal's really strong. So they look down and they can see a figure walking and they're like, fuck, it's Walker. And he's walking towards some helicopters. They jump in a car. They zoom down. They're like, what are you going to do? He's like, don't worry. You guys find the bomb. I'll sort it out. And he just starts running off his helicopter, misses it. It takes off and he doesn't get to catch it. But the second one taking off has this thing called a payload, which is basically a long rope with the, the goods that the helicopter is carrying in a big bundle down below. So Ethan manages to just catch that rope just in time and is pulled up by the helicopter. And thus starts the next most dangerous stunt in all ta- of all times where Ethan Hunt climbs up a rope. And this is all real. Like this is legitimately oh, things Tom Cruise did. All of it. So he climbs up the rope and apparently it was freezing cold because they're filming this in New Zealand. Freezing cold and Tom Cruise is like, my hands were so cold I could barely hold the rope. Climbs up and then... As he's climbing, he gets up into the, like, the landing feet things of the helicopter and is trying to hook his feet on and then slips and just drops and lands on his back on the payload and sort of disappears. So look at the window and like... When he did that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, 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 was, that was real. Oh. Like, Tom Cruise was on a significantly smaller rope and that's like even he was freaking out about it. Like well, he... Bounces they just the had to, He had to let go and just land on it and then <laughs> the rope would catch him. Uh, it's fucked. <laughs> like, apparently everyone watching it just thought actually thought they lost Tom Cruise I feel so, so like he's clinging underneath and then he manages to get up he climbs up the rope again and they only got 15 minutes like he must be a fast rope climber yeah. uh, he climbs up he manages to get on properly like he's standing on the edge and he like pokes his head in and the guy sitting in this second helicopter was literally meant to be what's his name Henry Cavill's stunt double slash stand-in because he <laughs> looks exactly like Henry Cavill <laughs> just like the wish version of Henry Cavill <laughs> And so he has to get, gets into a fight with him. And they're like fighting each other. The pilot gets shot. And so he just throws the both of them out the, win- out the side window. And Ethan Hutton is now controlling a helicopter. And Ethan doesn't know really how to fly a helicopter. He just kind of starts figuring out by himself. But Tom Cruise spent two years learning how to fly a helicopter for this. So all of it, except for one thing, I think, is all Tom Cruise flying the helicopter. I was like, thank God he Top Gun. And then my partner was like, uh, Britt, that is not helicopters. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but same, same, right? <laughs> I feel like, as I'm watching, I'm like, is one hard? Like, which one is harder than the other? Like, I feel like helicopter would be easier, but then I'm like, no, because a plane just goes one direction, whereas a helicopter can go up, down, sideways, like, ridiculous. So it did look like he needed little L plates on it, like, as it, when he first got in. A bit rusty. Yeah, because he's like, okay, this this power worked it all out and starts chasing the other helicopter and he gets like the payload gets caught in some trees below him because he's flying too low and he's like, how do I get rid of this payload? And he look and he's like, sees a button that says payload and he's like, power. And he like jacks up the power, power. goes up and above. The- <laughs> he says power. And he goes up and above the other helicopter to drop the payload and he's like, hold this for me, will ya? He doesn't normally have this cheesy these cheesy lines, but he does in this and it, was, it worked really well in my opinion. And he drops it, but it just misses and they're like what the hell and they go up and look and this is my other favorite bit in this movie they pull up alongside each other and they're looking at each other and <laughs> walker just gives him this look and ethan just goes that's right prick prick and, <laughs> and walker just shrugs turns around and gets the biggest gun you've ever seen at the back and just goes he's basically like shooting. i'll show you prick but there's like nothing greater comedic than like a one-liner followed by just immediate failure <laughs> Just so, so confident good. and cocky and then just like nah <laughs> like in the fourth one he's like mission accomplished and it doesn't, <laughs> the button doesn't work 
Delightful. Thus starts a helicopter chase where Ethan Hunt's entire goal is to ram the other helicopter out of the air. Very safe. Which begs the question, he needs he needs the detonator to pull that key out. What was his plan if the, the payload had have hit the other helicopter because they were above a lake at the time? Like, was he just going to swim in and go fetch the detonator? Yeah, he's just really good at where's Molly. I don't think he thought that through. He can hold his breath for six minutes, but that still seemed like a flawed plan. This is going to scene too because like the the machine gun that walker's using has like tracer rounds on it of which i was like why is he shooting lasers and i was like oh no this is just a schmancy gun yeah cool uh meanwhile all this is happening benji and julia are hunting for the other bomb they keep getting signatures he's being x-rayed and then ilsa is like no if we're looking here we're looking in the wrong place lane has doing this on purpose so she goes i'm checking the village and benji's like no no no, i think i found something turns as an x-ray machine and she ends up finding she sees lane in one of the buildings in the village nearby. She runs up after him and leaves Benji by himself. Now she goes to find Lane and obviously it's set up. Lane gets her and starts, they get into a nice big fist fight together. Very good. This, so this is where Ilsa, uh, the actress, is actually seven months pregnant. So oh, wow. she did most of her most of her stunts, but not all of them. Yeah, he They have a big fight, but he knocks her out, ties her up to a chair and turns her around and is like, you don't want to see this and lures Benji in. While this is happening, Luther and Julia are having a funny conversation as well. Oh yeah, because uh, as Luther's trying to disarm the bomb, Julia turns up. They're like, they're like, no, no, send her away. And he's like, where the fuck's she gonna go? She's gonna get blown up. Like, she may. I need second hand pair of hands. And like, she's helping defuse the bomb. And she's like, so how's Ethan? He's like, yeah, no. And then it comes to Ethan like, getting shot at helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point, when he first gets into the helicopter. Just, you know, stealing helicopters. But uh, they talk about, he's like, I'm in a helicopter. I'm going after him. I promise I'll get the detonator. And like, how'd you get in the helicopter? And he's like, you can fly a helicopter? And everyone's like, what? And uh, But then their communication ends up cutting out. And yeah, so all that's happening. Meanwhile, Benji and Ilsa. So Ilsa, before she gets, you know, thumped in the head by Lane, she finds the second bomb and she's tied up. Benji comes storming in. She's like gagged, but she's screaming, no, 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 it's a trap. Benji comes in and Solomon Lane's getting his revenge and he's funny little friend as he called him earlier and basically has a new setup and yeah. is trying to gonna basically like just hang Benji so poor right Elsa's panicking because she can't see anything because he's turned her chair around so her way to get out of that which kicks us is that she just stands up and then just throws herself back first into a table and smashes the chair into a million pieces a full back breaking move <laughs> <laughs> so painful it was a bit it worked i mean it was a flimsy crappy chair so i guess so yeah so ben, benji's hanging and you know starting to choke she starts to get into a fight with lane they're fighting she sort of kicks the crate over so benji stops choking for a minute and bottle gets broken she throws up a bottle he's trying to cut his own noose and they're having a big fight she does a cool big takedown thing but to no avail she stabs him in the leg at one point with a bit of the broken bottle yeah, in the back of the thigh yeah oh Epic fight scene, but then he starts punching Ilsa in the face that she's almost knocked out. So Benji's like, okay, kicks Lane, but accidentally kicks away his box. So now they're all fucking dying. Ridiculous. So yeah, all, that, all that's happening while Ethan is trying to ram a helicopter out of the sky with uh, Walker in it. Well, Ilsa's kind of like has a choice there as well. So she's she's got a rope around Lane's neck and she's strangling. Yes. While Benji's dying on. Yes. Because she keeps looking up at Benji, like passing out, and she's trying to choke out Lane, who's fighting and fighting. And so she has to wait until she knows Lane is unconscious. And then as soon as she is, she then just slashes the rope. Cuts Benji. <laughs> Benji. Benji lies down, it's quiet. And then two seconds later goes, <gasps> and wakes up. And then she's like, time up, will you? Like Benji's <laughs> almost died. <laughs> and then she's like, can you please time up? Definitely. Don't even please. She's just like, time up. <laughs> 
Yeah, so during all this uh, fighting, there's like guns and being shot. So like Ethan's helicopter's engine is on fire and he's like, keeps like, come on, just a little bit longer. And like at one point, there's a bit where Ethan dips below these clouds and the other pilot refuses. And Walker's like, why aren't you going down there? He's like, are you crazy? I don't know what's down there. And then all of a sudden, Ethan just comes shoom, up through the clouds, and, like at least knocks him out. Very exciting. There's a bit, a scene cut out where they actually showed what happened to Ethan below the clouds. Oh. which is the only bit Ethan wasn't flying a helicopter for. He dips below and there's actually a road down there and he goes out and there's this big truck with big logs on it coming and he just has to like pull up and like it's hit. Final destination yeah, style. Yeah, final but destination. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously that was too intense and they cut that out. But that was the only bit where the helicopter was actually just on a truck or something and it wasn't actually flying that low to the ground. Weird. Anyway, yeah, so he comes zooming out and nearly knocks him out the sky and yeah, just keeps chasing him and as his every single light is flashing alarm bells that in and he's like just a little bit longer and just as they get to a top of a mountain he just manages to hit them and two helicopters go flying all their propellers get knocked off and um, yeah it's pretty intense has it stopped me from wanting to be a helicopter pilot absolutely not I would love to oh god be the stunt driver that's my new dream Brett. I want to be a I can't be a stunt car driver I want to be a stunt helicopter driver (laughs) I hear you have a great future in that So, yeah, he rams the helicopter out of the sky. They crash. And they both crash. Mm. They crash really spectacularly and um, they kind of knock each other down. So they're on top of a snowy mountain, but there's like another cliff further down, but there's like this narrow bridge down. Their helicopters slide down there and then land the bottom and then roll out some more. It's like a little fun ride. It reminds me of one of those like VR roller coasters. Yeah. It's, yeah, because it's just so much happening and, like, you see from their perspective a lot too, like, push down and then it, it's really flat. So somewhere in Norway this was filmed and they even did a film premiere on that, that big flat bit the final fight's on. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it takes, like, a day, a day to hike there and everyone went there to see Fallout play there. <laughs> wild yeah so they both get out they both fall out of their helicopters and they have a bit of a fist oh no is this where they are hanging down and like no 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 they're fist fighting in the helicopters and uh walker like harvey dents himself in the face yeah so the hot oil thing comes like pours out into his face and so so apparently they did that because they couldn't showing blood and to keep their rating they can't really show too much blood so that's why they to do the grievous injury they just did the hot oil burn because that's will keep them within their rating it's but it's fucking effective yeah oh, it's, oh that beautiful face no that beautiful face and they're like having this fight and the, uh walker's like trying to punch ethan and stuff like that and he's like why won't you just die and all i can think about is like austin powers with the assassin like why won't you die? <laughs> <laughs> well, i guess if austin powers is a send-up of spy movies that's why <laughs> i mean it's canon right it works <laughs> yeah Ethan like undoes his seatbelt at one drop down and they're like wrestling each other hanging upside down the helicopters end up falling out of the ridge and bounce off down the side of the cliff one of them still connected by this big wire and a hook and so they have a nice big fist fight on this giant flat piece of rock on the top of the fucking world and it's very dramatic and detonators strewn on right to the edge of the cliff watching this Ben was like wow Tom Cruise is short and I'm like this just proves that Tom Cruise does not give a shit about his height because they keep making joke kind of jokes about how these much taller men almost overpower him but then tiny little pocket rocket Ethan kind of <laughs> 
flips him out the way kind of thing. Yeah, big fight and it's just, it's very nice. Like two very handsome men that I enjoy very much just having a wonderful time fist fighting each other on a beautiful scenic uh, background. muscle and weight around basically. Yes, it's, it's a good time. They end up flipping. It was so well filmed like they, as they're rolling over and Ethan is just desperately trying to get this detonator because when they're, they're falling down that ridge, Ethan grabs the thing and when he lands on the ground, he's just got the handle and you see the actual detonator bouncing right to the edge of the cliff. Yeah. They end up both bouncing off the edge of the cliff and just holding onto this metal rope thing that the helicopter's hanging down on. Like a winch almost. Yeah, and so <laughs> Ethan's like kicking Walker in the face and Walker's just not giving up. Fucking bubbly face and everything disgusting. And he defeats him by, just as you think, you know, what can they do? They're like rock climbing a la Mission Impossible 2. Thank God he has those that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Seems later or something like that. He's still powerful. So Ethan manages to finally get rid of Walker. He noticed the helicopter keeps dropping down. Like uh, the hook up there is not holding on to anything very well and keeps sliding down. So Ethan just puts himself flat in the wall, pulls that rope as hard as he can, and the hook comes out and hooks Walker straight in the face and sucks him down. And you see a red smear on the cliff below and he falls into the explosion. And that is Walker, the handsome, handsome, dumb villain, gone forever. Ben's like, I reckon Walker's going to come back in the next movie. I'm like, I don't think he can. He died with a hook in the face, <laughs> fell off a cliff, and then into a fire. storytelling. So in uh, Netherworld trivia, there's a team called Henry Cavill's Ass, And I... <laughs> And I didn't the know entire that. film waiting for the sh- like like the ass shot that that was related to. But then I was like, oh, it must be Witcher then. I guess he gets pretty bare button. No, so we don't see his bare button Witcher, which is annoying. So in the scene in the bathroom, you see how amazing he's. Which is why I'm so angry that they didn't show Henry Cavill's butt in the Witcher because it's because he's got his legs apart and he's crouched down and he's got like the most perfect toned butt you've ever seen and he's like these business pants. And I think that would be that because yeah, but they don't show his butt in Witcher. Fucking rip off. <laughs> I say 10,000 fucking boobs and not one single butt. <laughs> Sucks. Yeah, so Walker Walker is gone and Ethan still has to climb up. So remember, we've only got 15 minutes for this all to happen. Almost time right yeah, has to climb up for the timer and it's beautifully shot. So meanwhile, also, they're now all defusing the bombs. They've all got them to a point where they're ready to go and they just have to wait until they can clip it and they end up choosing to leave it to one second. Like Luther sends Julia off to go be with her husband thinking this might be the end. Ilsa and Benji have done everything they need to do and they're all like, when do we clip? It's like, at one second? Do we leave it that long? It's like, do you want to waste that one second? Because we know we need Ethan to have pulled out the key. So then uh, we think, okay, what's going to happen? So they get to one second, they clip the wires and everything goes to white, which you first thought is like oh good everything blew up that's it's wonderful it is i was like (laughs) oh they didn't sure Because that's the thing, though. Ethan would have been fine, which is what Lane wanted all along. He wants everyone Ethan knows and loves to die. Yeah. And so, and Ethan can't do anything about it because Ethan's so far away now. But of course, that wasn't the thing. It was just the sun peeking over the horizon. Sunset. And you see Ethan hanging off the edge of the cliff, holding the detonator with with the key thing in his mouth. He just spits it out, drops the detonator, and crawls up the edge and just lies on the edge of the cliff. Apparently, in real life, and all everyone on set was freaking out because Tom. Cruz was just lying on the edge of a giant fucking cliff and he he did it. He saved the day. Good on you, Ethan. And it just as he's passing out, he just sort of sees a helicopter coming the distance. And uh the movie ends with him in like a on a hospital gurney at back at the medical camp. Uh he sees Julia and her husband standing there, and her husband's kind of like smart ass. You're like, Yeah, it's lucky your friend found you. Like you lucky you survived that helicopter crash and your friend found you with the entire Indian army behind them. Like <laughs> Okay, goodbye, Dr. Wink. Dr. Wink. Um, <laughs> 
uh, Julia has talked to him and he's like, I'm so sorry I did this to you again. She's like, don't worry about it. Like, I love my life. Shit happens. It's all good. I know you'll always be there to protect me. So she's basically just committing him for an entire life as her bodyguard. <laughs> Well, I'll go, I can't save this now. Uh, and you know what? Ethan will be there because that's how Ethan works. I'm sure he has all her things tapped so he can fucking <laughs> know she's in danger at all times. <laughs> then over while well, they're all talking and like Elsa comes up and he says, I'm glad you're fine and everything. And she's like, ah, oh, you've never looked better, which is true. He does look vulnerable Tom Cruise for some reason. I'm like, oh, beautiful. Hospital lighting is different really well it's true <laughs> uh sloan is there sloan is the one who came to the rescue and got him off the top of the cliff and you hear her voiceover talking about as per your request lane is going back to the mi6 to close the books on elsa's uh thing with british intelligence mm-hmm. and she basically thanks him for everything he's done and says how he's caring about the life of one of one person as much as the millions is what makes him unique and stops her from having to do that blah 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 um the white widow her storyline is closed off because she was the broker getting Lane back to the MI6 so that's uh, how we see it because um, you kind of don't see the White Widow again after that first oh, only in the last encounter Furious franchise so maybe this is part of that world I mean she's a Jason Statham British movies. crime lady yeah. <laughs> that movie that last movie Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> what a good movie <laughs> and now Elsa's free Benji's like so how close were we and Ethan's like ah the usual and Elsa's like the usual and he's like ha ah, don't please don't make me laugh my ribs <laughs> and they end on him laughing in hospital which is a very different ending to most of the Mission Impossibles but it's very sweet and I liked it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That is Mission Impossible so far. That is the most intense action-packed movie I've ever seen let alone a Mission Impossible movie. It was incredible. Boy howdy. And no Jeremy Renner. It was so good. Yeah, No fucking Jeremy Renner. (laughs) Yes. So the only reason he wasn't in this because he they could not do the he couldn't work into his schedule with Endgame and all that so all the Avengers stuff so so it is it part of the same universe, Cara. I'm telling you, <laughs> fucking Hawkeye, Jesus Christ. Danny was telling me about like there was like a moustache thing with yeah yeah so this is great. So Justice League is a piece of shit movie that no <laughs> one should watch, and I say this as a normally DC household like it's so bad. And Superman is in that big spoiler because you think Superman's meant to be dead, but he's not, and he comes back but at the start of Justice League there's like mobile phone footage of Superman talking about something I can't remember it was pointless but they needed Henry Cavill to come back to shoot that and he was in the middle of filming Mission Impossible and he had his big moustache in Mission Impossible so the story was that Mission Impossible refused to let him shave the moustache so they had to CGI off the moustache for Justice League but what actually happened was they said we need him back they couldn't work out a time so Christopher McQuarrie said okay we'll work out how much it'll cost to digitally add a moustache back on. They worked out it'd be about $3 million. <laughs> and they said, how about you just give us $3 million and we'll shut down production for the, the four or so weeks and it will take to grow the moustache back. And apparently the, that's when the uh, Paramount and the other studio intervened and were like, this is fucking ridiculous. Just CGI off the moustache. <laughs> but it's so bad in the Justice League. Like you can see that he's meant to have a moustache and it's fucked. And I just love how Mission Impossible fucked Justice League. It's so good. If only your moustache could be worth $3 million. I probably wouldn't spend $12 getting mine waxed every now. <laughs> <laughs> Is this 
what rich people do with their moustaches? Jesus Christ. So yeah, that's uh, one of my favourite bits of trivia about this movie. Amazing. All right. Well, Tom Cruise-isms, we kind of, for the first time since doing this podcast, I remembered to look up Tom Cruise-isms while watching the movie. Yeah. Running, obviously. So much running. Most of the movie. Beautiful sprints. Excellent. Excellent running. All confined within that one running scene. There was very little running outside of that. Stunts, obviously, like I've said the whole way through. Ridiculous. He did them all. Very, a couple of shots here and there where he didn't, there was not even a stunt, just like a little a move he did where they got the body double to do it because it would have possibly hurt his ankle again. Otherwise, all Tom Cruise wasn't Henry Cavill doing the halo jump, which I thought it was, but it wasn't. It was just a body double. But they didn't need him because it's just unconscious the whole time. So that's that's fair enough. Everyone else did their stunts. Like I think Rebecca Ferguson did almost all of hers up until she got too pregnant. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other fun facts about the stunts I can think of, but I think I just watched the behind the scenes. So yeah. beautiful. It covers it all. So good. The other Tom Cruiseism. So the bewildered expression I noticed too at the club in Paris. Oh yeah. So when he's saying to Ilsa in the bathroom, like I don't know what's going on. What what's going on? And he has the most bewildered Tom Cruise expression ever. And then there's a point talking to. I've written down talking to Lane. I think it must be when Lane is telling him like the fallout of all your good intentions, blah blah. blah and he has kind of a bit of a bewildered Tom Cruise expression. A bit like going through the concept of him being Lark as well. Like there's a bit when they're in that yeah basement thing where he he's like blinking a lot. <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Yeah. Then the Tom Cruise smile at the start, there was like a, a small Tom Cruise smile at the, when they're in Berlin getting the plutonium. And then at the very end when they go like the usual. Don't make me laugh. And then don't make me laugh. And he does a big Tom Cruise smile even though he's fucking fucked up. And so it's Put an additional, I said new Tom Cruiseism possibly. Yeah. He's like visibly thinking. There's like heaps of shots in this movie and in the previous ones where the camera just stays on him for a, a little while where he is visibly like going over something in his mind thinking like i just noticed that a bunch of times well i'm gonna i'm gonna look for it now i'm yeah. gonna keep looking for it now uh there's also the trying to run with a fu- fucked up leg <laughs> the limp running <laughs> the limp running no grenades in this one so there's no surprise grenade pulls but i think that's it i think that's it for tom cruisisms i do have a question as well is like how does ethan know which like mission devices are gonna like just poof in smoke or fully explode like do you reckon he has almost like ptsd from the oakleys and like every time it's like counting down five he's like oh, is it gonna oh. yeah because okay except for that movie they all just puff up in smoke which is why number why two can't be canon because they're like that yeah also here's the shittest one it's fucking oakley's and now they can like, fucking explode <laughs> <laughs> that movie oh my god <laughs> Uh, okay, well, let's rate this movie. Oh, I didn't think of my rating system. That's one thing I forgot to do once again. Uh, do you have a rating system? I do. In mind? Um, so I had a good think about this, and obviously I'm going to give it five out of five, even though mm-hmm. it's a Hurst. Uh, but I thought five out of five, Fiskocks. Yes. Okay, that's a perfect one. Um, Christopher Corey talked about the Bechdel test and how he doesn't like it, not because, you know, he thinks sexism rules or anything. He says it's an interesting, like, measure to think about in movies, but he says making that a rule sucks because he's like, are you going to tell me that Ilsa isn't fully autonomous and good and and all that sort of stuff? So he doesn't, in all of his films he's directed, I don't think any of them pass the Bechdel test, but he's like, I don't think about it. I I don't want to hit beats just to, you know, hit these things. I would rather 
just make kick-ass female characters. Yeah, and then who it are fully autonomous like and counts platonic male-female relationships as well. Yeah, it does. Well, then I can give five out of five. Fist cop. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm gonna. So I have to rate this movie. Fuck. This is my favorite movie. Is it my? Uh, is it my favorite movie of all times? I don't know. Speed would be very upset to be yeah, overtaken like that. But I'm going to give this movie six out of five. Oh, she did. I'm breaking my own fucking records here, <laughs> and I'm going to give it lady boners during the cop face caress scene because <laughs> it's a nice time just a little contrast to the uh fist cocks yeah i'm gonna give it a six because i i can't just give it five i love this movie too much in my opinion it's perfect and i love it amazing and the end it's my podcast i do what i want so like i said last podcast after watching it i spent a lot of time going through some fallout slash fan fiction because i thought <laughs> i was wrong it was a very terrible idea and it's either completely vulgar or way too sappy the people that write this must be teenage girls there is no in between in no. like slash fiction it is either hardcore fucking or it's like gentle caresses the whole time Such gentle caresses so i have <laughs> one that i'd like to read to you it's very short Okay. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. The greater the suffering, the greater the peace is the anthem that Ethan loves to chant when he receives every spank from August's rough hands under him. Sometimes he's not quite sure whether he's scared or relaxed or even both. The world is on fire and so is their love. Every government wants them as much as they want each other. Oh, no. <laughs> When does this happen? When, if he knows, like, at what point are they fucking and banking if he knows he's John Lark? Oh, dear. Oh, no. They spent a couple nights in Paris, right? (laughs) But if he knows he's John Lark and is using his fucking manifesto. I don't read into it too much. Oh, I'm going to. If you're going to write fan fiction, you better fucking. Jesus Christ. That is what I exactly what I've come to expect from. I'm never doing that ever again. That that's something oh. I don't need to do. No, actually, the horrifying thing is, is I was looking through the websites of fan fiction, and like the idea of finding any fan fiction that's not under like ten thousand words is impossible. People write bloody novels on this stuff. Well, that's how like the Twilight author and stuff. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Books because they just write these epic fucking. Well, I look forward. To God this knows what weird spin out of Mission Impossible based on fan fiction. Well, it's nice to see. I mean, those two fucking would be pretty hot. Like, honestly, in my opinion, they're my two favorite acting boys. So, oh boy. Poor boy. Oh boy. This is just a little excerpt from a Benji Ethan slash fiction. Oh, God. <laughs> green eyes. Green. <laughs> what is this podcast become? <laughs> green eyes and gold dust. Benji cannot make out any such color in the dark, but it matters not. Tonight, Ethan's eyes are radiant with the reflection of hundreds of streetlight galaxies and neon stars. Oh God. I also unfortunately found a bunch of um uh, like fan art that's Ethan and Jeremy Renner's character. <laughs> so I'll send them. No, brand. <laughs> well, next time I uh, see you, I will show you all my uh, hentai fiction. Oh that is just them. Fu- them. Well, the Fallout one is very harmless, but the Benji Ethan one is just is very tender, and then they just fuck, fuck, and you're like, oh wow. <laughs> Please keep in mind, my mother's going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. <laughs> okay.
Okay, well, we managed to do this in two parts, which is pretty great. Amazing. Um, I'm actually pretty impressed uh, how we got through those last bits. But best movie ever. I'd love to hear what other people think of the podcast. Uh, it's not the podcast. Who cares about that? What they think of the movie. You, If you want to tell me what you think, please hit me up on social media. It's Tom Cruise Reviews on Instagram. Tom Cruise Review, no S on Twitter. And TomCruiseReviews.com. Otherwise, Britt, where can we find you online? You can find me on Instagram at Britamon. Wonderful. Are all of your uh, Jeremy Renner, Ethan Hunt, Fallout, Perfection posters. Fucking can't wait. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us on the epic Mission Impossible review series. Uh, it was very fun doing them all in a row, kind of, except for that little break because of coronavirus. But otherwise, that's it for Mission Impossible. I hope you enjoyed and we'll catch you next time. Awesome. Thanks for having me. And thank you for being the inspiration of making, well, not making me, encouraging me, inspiring me to watch all these great films. And also, I, I just want to point out that I believe this new Tom Cruise renaissance that's happening at the moment is all because of me. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the amount of people who've messaged me saying, so I'm watching all of the Fallout, all of the Mission Impossible movies. I'm like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you for joining us and we'll catch you next time. Bye.